Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning. Welcome to Wednesday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. For the first time since 1996, the Democratic National Convention is coming to Chicago. Mira Lori Lightfoot says she received a call from DNC Chairman Jamie Harrison yesterday morning. We beat out New York and Atlanta to host the event, which is going to be at the United Center and McCormick Place from August 19th to the 22nd of next year. The Sun-Times says they expect the DNC to draw up to 7,000 delegates and alternates, plus up to 50,000 visitors to Chicago. Of course, Chicago Democrats are rejoicing, starting with Lightfoot. She's calling it a, quote, incredible honor that President Biden and the DNC have bestowed upon Chicago. Other folks in the party are saying it's a sign of Illinois' influence in delivering Democratic victories. Del Marie Cobb is a veteran Democratic strategist. And she says Chicago's history as a union town and sanctuary city likely helped us beat rival cities in right-to-work states like Atlanta. Cobb also said that the recent election of Brandon Johnson as mayor also signals the type of younger, more progressive voters the Democratic Party needs right now. That's the kind of change they want for the Democratic Party in terms of the direction that the party goes. And so Biden knows that. A lot of business groups are looking forward to the economic benefits of the convention. It'll be a needed infusion to the city as we continue to recover from the pandemic. And former President Barack Obama has tweeted his support after hearing the news. He said, quote, there's no place like Chicago. And I mean, where is the lie? Lots of faculty strikes going on right now at Illinois universities. There was that one big one at UIC a few months ago. And now faculty at Chicago State, Eastern Illinois, and Governor State Universities are on strike. Yesterday, they all rallied together for better pay and manageable workloads. My colleague Lisa Phillip has been doing extensive and comprehensive reporting on all of this. And she says all three of these regional public institutions serve large populations of students of color and students from low-income families. She spoke to one of those students at the rally, a senior at Governor State, where faculty just went on strike yesterday. The student is Yuvia Hernandez, and she says her professors work hard to support students, so they deserve what they're asking for. You take care of your people, you grow a self-sufficient community, a growing community, a community that supports each other and wants to see each other grow. And the most basic way, the most foundational way that happens is by giving them the financial means to support themselves. As for university administrators, they're saying times are hard right now, referring to financial challenges resulting from the pandemic and declining state funding. If you've never heard of New Leaf Illinois, it's a very appropriately named program that helps folks with legal issues related to cannabis. It's funded by the state and it just came out with some new data. Apparently, more than 800,000 people in Illinois have had cannabis-related arrest records expunged. My colleague, Cameron Coutinello, spoke to an attorney about this, Regina Hernandez. And she says expungement is important because cannabis arrest records sometimes prevent people from finding jobs or housing. There's 
so many things that I think people really take for granted who have not ever been arrested um, or have really had to deal with a criminal record. And it's important to not only destigmatize it, but raise awareness as to just what that domino effect is. Now, these were arrest records that were expunged, not convictions. But New Leaf does want to go beyond that and expunge convictions as well. And now for a few quick hits. Speaking of education unions, teachers at the Chicago High School for the Arts are also calling for some change. They're asking officials to allow unionized academic instructors to bargain together with arts instructors. Right now, the groups are negotiating separate contracts. Dozens of employees held a rally yesterday outside of the school in Humboldt Park. Their demands include a full-time school nurse, paid preparation time for part-time arts instructors, and protections for LGBTQ students and staff. And Walmart is saying half of their stores in Chicago are underperforming, so they're closing them. There are eight Walmarts in Chicago, and four of them will be closed by Sunday. So that'll be three smaller stores they call neighborhood markets in Kenwood, Lakeview, and Little Village. And then the Walmart Supercenter in Chatham is also going to close. Now, the pharmacies at these locations, however, will remain open for up to 30 days. Walmart says its Chicago stores collectively have not been profitable since the first one opened 17 years ago. And they're losing millions of dollars a year because of that. As for the weather, mostly sunny and a high in the upper 70s today. It'll be pretty windy again, maybe even more so than yesterday. Please enjoy this weather while it lasts. And just don't look at your weather app for this weekend or for next week if you want to keep your spirits up. And that's it for now. Later this afternoon, more napping. I'll have part two of my conversation with the Nat Bishop, Trisha Hersey. She's the creator of the Nat Ministry and author of the new book, Rest is Resistance. Today, she'll talk about rest within the framework of Black liberation, plus what happens to the living things around us when we rest. If we could slow down, if we could just have a moment, take a beat that everyone on the planet would truly, truly benefit from and the planet itself would also benefit greatly. That's today at 2 o'clock on The Rundown. I'm Erin Allen. I'll talk to you later. 